You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith Johnson. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California... This is AfterBuzz TV for Justify. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Justified news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the Buzz continues. Justify. <laughs> Justify. That catches us every time, doesn't it? Oh, I'm ready for it. On this lonely road, trying to make it home, doing it by my lonesome pistol. That's right. It's another podcast, After Buzz Podcast of Justified, Season 3, Episode 3, entitled Harlan Roulette. Hmm. I'm your host, John Comerford. I'm joined in the studio by Tamara Berg. Holla from the holla. Steve Bottomley. Hello. And in the booth, producer extraordinaire, Phil Svitek. Phil Svitek. Ah, sorry, Phil. <laughs> it happens. I actually welcome, say that Welcome, welcome. <laughs> the man in the booth. All right, great show. Uh, before we get into today's episode, we have to talk about last week, just a quick old news bit. Yes. Uh, if, if for those of you who don't remember, uh, Carla Gugino uh, guest starred in the episode and playing assistant director Goodall, and there was all this talk about you know why he, uh, Raylan didn't remember her last name, and you know we didn't we weren't exactly sure what it was all about and everything, but we just liked the fact that there was a history to them, and they obviously had a history in Miami. And then we got a tweet and uh, some comments from uh, some of our listeners that I was obviously an Easter egg uh, regarding Karen Cisco, and we're clearly stupid. Well, <laughs> No, not at all, not at all. Well, just as I, as I said, uh, we're under red in the world of Elmore yeah, Leonard. Well, the, the, well, the let's get, let, but let's get into this real quick because yeah, I sure, thought sure, this sure. was fascinating. So uh, as Scott Fine, who's the gentleman that uh, informed us and yeah. rightly schooled us, we appreciate your Yeah, comments. he did. It was great. It was Absolutely. actually it's that, great to get that uh, Carla Gugino starred in the TV show Karen Sisko, which was mm-hmm. obviously the character that uh, Jennifer Lopez, Lopez played in the movie Out of Sight, which is based on the Elmore Leonard book. So, And that's uh, who he suggests that she was playing in this episode or sorry last week's episode of justified she was actually playing that same character now there's been some question about that because even graham yost is being very tight-lipped about it he's not saying if it is or it isn't right so i have a little bit of an interview that where um graham yost was being interviewed and and the questioner says assistant director goodall we never heard her first name in this yeah. episode so that's not karen cisco with goodall being the married name she kept when she got divorced and he says i don't know what you're talking about i honestly don't know what you're talking about yeah. no listen we're big fans of carla she enjoyed playing a marshal we thought it'd be fun to have her play a marshal again now but since this is a print yeah. interview there's no way of telling yeah, like you were saying the, the, earlier you have no idea the, the, the reporter makes no reference to whether or not he was kidding or right. we, and we can't see him so we don't know how firmly his tongue was put in his cheek so we, yeah. yeah so i think obvious well it's not obvious but uh probably they can't even use her name so that's what the whole well, and that's what the comment one of the comments that yeah. we got on facebook was was that you know there are or somewhere i read it yeah, anyway, whatever the, the that, studio that or whatever they, they just absolutely oh it was in the interview I watched on the uh, Justified right. webpage. He exactly. was saying, we can't use Karen Sisko. We absolutely, we are not allowed. We are barred from using Karen Sisko. Oh, so, anyway, I, th- I just think it adds some intrigue and yeah. it's kind of interesting. So, I, don't th- I don't think that the, this 
this crew, they can, they're so smart. Yeah. I don't think that it would be, oh, accidentally. Oh, I don't know what you're talking well, about. Well, well, I know, I know. But how? here's the thing. This is, this is the other thing, the reason why I think it's okay that it, it, it isn't Karen Sisko. Whether or not it is, it doesn't really matter to me because they, they're, they, they're suggesting that they're going to use her, uh, in, hopefully, in later uh, uh, seasons. Maybe not this one so much. but Not now because she's seasons. on Broadway. Right. Exactly. She's on Broadway now, <laughs> so she's not available. But uh, even if she wasn't that character, uh, first of all, Carla is a great actress, and it would be fun to see her on there, so it doesn't yes. really matter. But the point I wanted to make is, obviously, if you're an Elmore Leonard fan, you, you, you probably picked up on all of this as, as Scott did, which rightly so. Mm-hmm. But th- that's one of the reasons why I like the show. If, you, if you're not an Elmore Leonard fan, now here's the thing. I, I've not read any Elmore Leonard. I've seen the movies that have been adapted from his books, and I've, I've loved those. But I, it, for most people that, uh, who've seen this, who are watching the show and enjoying it, they're, they're not necessarily Elmore Leonard fans, and they don't need to be. I mean, this, this, this show stands on its own. If you are an Elmore Leonard fan, I think it's a lot of fun for you because you, get, you have all that rich history coming into it. You get to see it... Uh, in three dimensionals, uh, you know, uh, rather than just reading off the page, and, and I'm sure you, it would be fun either way. That, well, and it's always fun to be in on the joke, you know. Right, I mean, exactly. that just makes it makes one feel smug, sure. and and you know, it's just it just adds that extra layers and levels right. and. You know, that fun how, stuff that we like. How does that feel to be in on the joke? Yeah. Well, wait a minute. No, wait, no, you, I, you are no more I fan. I would you, love that. No, I am. I've read yeah, a lot of his books. Yeah, you've read more what than I, I have. What I want to throw out there is if you are enjoying Justified, yeah. pick up a book. Pick yeah. up Elmer Leonard, any of his books. Yeah. Because it's the same ride. Yeah. It, they're just, he's so good. And he's really good with dialogue. Right. And that's, you know, earlier on I said, are, are you sure he's not writing this? Because that yeah, just sounds, pops out the same on his kind work. Of and stuff like but that. yeah, you know, it's, it's, it, he's, he's awesome. So however they want to handle it, uh, Graham Yost and his people, whether, <laughs> whether or not she is or she isn't, that um, makes a difference to me. I'm happy if she is and I'm happy if she But was. it's well, making us talk. Exactly. She's, she's got to be coming back based on how they left it. Yeah, but uh, on those I, shots I think it's hysterical shots. that they can't even use the name and that's They can't even mention her. Can't even mention that. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah, you know, but whatever. So they found a cr- really clever and fun way around it. Mm-hmm. It was great. Those people who got it had a nice little laugh out of it. And those of us who didn't, we, we now liked we're it smarter. anyway. Well, not exactly. That. We learned something. But but I also liked it. Even if, let's say for a second that she wasn't the Karen Sisko character. I liked anyway that there was a history there that obviously was playing out through the whole thing, and that hopefully will will maybe there will be a future there because that'll be interesting. So. You're explaining like crazy stuff to me. <laughs> Did so, Phil get a new toy? Uh, yeah, Phil did. <laughs> Phil, have, have you, are you, you, you read a lot. Have you, have you ventured into the Elmore Leonard territory? I have not, actually. Have not, so. uh, my, when I get, I, get, I get really obsessed with authors, and so right. like uh, Elmore Leonard is not one that I've come across yet. Uh-huh. But I bet you if you do, then you'll probably read all of them at once. He's Dr. Seuss? Like that. You're kind of obsessing with him right now? <laughs> Not quite, but... All right. So eventually. anyway, we want to thank Scott for uh, sending that information to us, as well as all the others that sent us out tweets and uh, um, Facebook comments, comment. Facebook comments. And, and those who, uh, who weren't Elmore Leonard uh, fans or who haven't read Elmore Leonard's band who are also enjoying Justified regardless of whether or not Karen Sisko appeared or not. Yeah. <laughs> Keep them coming. Yeah. So Keep them coming. We want to thank Keep that. Keep them right. coming. Moving on. Let's go into today's episode called Harlan Roulette. We have to talk Harlan Roulette. Mm. Okay, I, not since, um, I don't know, I guess Deer Hunter have I seen uh, a, a, a tense-filled scene like that, of course. Mm-hmm. That, when do you see a scene like that on I TV? I had the same visceral response to that scene that Did I had at, in Deer Hunter. Really? Oh, wow. The only difference was I wasn't doing this. <laughs> um, but for a, for a TV show, now yeah. granted, this is not 
you know, network. But right. to be able to go there and take you there and yeah. just have you like going, are you kidding? No, wait, no, what? And and all the tension and, and yeah. just that whole – all for a pill. Yeah. All that, for a pill. And, you know, I, I think they did a really good job, first of all, of painting Harnan County as a – well, oxy capital, yeah, uh, oxy central, whatever you want to call it. But so, and obviously, that the, it's so pervasive and powerful that the, I'm guessing that, yeah, I guess you know people would do that. They really need their fix. They're going to head put a loaded gun to their head and pull it. Having done the afterbuzz for intervention many, many times, yeah. I will tell you, <laughs> yeah, that they will. Yes, you. Yes, <laughs> I was you the have. expert. You are the expert on intervention. That. Yeah, so. and, but it was just yeah. It, 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 they took it and they went, okay, so we're going to give you this. And, and now here's what we're going to do. We're going to double down on that. Right. right. And we're going to go ahead and rebuild that tension. And then we're going to let it go. Oh, no, there's more. Yeah, we're going to do it again. And and as obscene as it was, it was still kind of funny. The yeah. lines that he was saying. Uh, yeah, it was. It's your lucky day. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and all of those. Guess not. Yeah. Oh, God. But, but you know, because, you know, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of Russian roulette scenes yeah this is harlan roulette now so we're gonna make him pull it twice so and i'm mm-hmm. just going because you know you, in an odd way you go one out of six mm, yeah i can see i can really see someone who needed a fix would go yeah i'm gonna take that chance because mm-hmm. you know they're not really thinking in their right mind well and not only that you know if i don't get it the bullet's mm-hmm. gonna feel better True. You know, if Could I don't, be. if I, if I, lo- if I, right. if I win, I'll get a pill. If I lose, and, I'm and, not going to hurt uh, anymore and, um, either. <laughs> Fogel's argument to him, which one, is, one pill or the other. Yeah, one or the other. It, Fogel's argument, which is basically, you know, the, the amount of oxy you're taking, you're not really going to live, live much right. longer anyway. Yeah. And to, to an addict, it's yeah, they mm-hmm. don't, they don't really. So for all of that, island, doesn't really matter. For all of that scene, what surprised me the most was when he finally turned the gun on Fogel and empties the chamber. Well, that's and what they're I all, they were all empty. Yeah, yeah. I love that because I'm going, why doesn't he? I mean, of course, you know, he's a drug addict, so he's not going to think clearly. But yeah, that's what I would have done. It's <laughs> like, no, wait a minute. It, and got, again, Fogel's just yeah. looking at him one step ahead. Like, you really think I'm going to give you a gun with a bullet? Yeah. I'm not crazy. But he doesn't but say it that way. He says, in. do you really think I'm going to let you kill me, kill, kill yourself, yourself here, here in my office? Yeah, it's not about. That's kill just me. gross. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to let you kill yourself in my office. I'll kill you I'll in my it. office, but I'm not going to let you do it. You oh might my miss God. and hit just, me. You know, and then just sitting there, just pulling the trigger one after another. And, and this time you know that there's yeah. a bullet chambering up. Right. Just, oh, God. Uh, you know, any anybody that wants to be an edgy writer, and I don't even want to use that term. Well, I don't even know what that term was. If, edgy you, if, you're, if you were looking at it and like, how do I amp this up? Edgy, how do I amp this up? Or edgy? edgy, but okay, it's a it. horrible term. Okay. But uh-huh. you know, just look at that scene and mm-hmm. look at how they played with the tension. Look at how they they built it, dropped it, and built it again. Yeah. And it's not about the language. You know, mm-hmm. the swearing doesn't make it. It's about that moment of you know the power and the helplessness. And yeah, and I thought they did a really <sighs> good, really good use of the close-ups and stuff mm-hmm. like that there because it was you know it was like wow. And again, once again, we saw the uh, person not directly involved in it standing out there and how it was affecting them. Mm-hmm. Just like we did with the pizza guy a couple mm-hmm. episodes ago. Oh, and Nick, right. The ice Wade pit. was behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wade Messer was looking at it and it brought him into it by saying, "Oh, you want to take this gun?" Mm-hmm. But then you got to see Wade's look of you know. Just, mm-hmm. you know, it, anxiety and then relief when the first click goes off and nothing uh, happens and stuff like that. So uh, a good use of using that. Uh, I okay. mean, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but then again, okay. if you're a college student, you should like that. It, and it, that scene could, could be a short film. 
You know what I mean? You don't need Clearly, anything yeah. else. Um, yeah. It stands alone, and, and the way it has a beginning, middle, and end, and yeah. like twists and turns within that scene, as you guys were pointing out. And uh, I, that's I. I wonder if they like pick a scene mm-hmm. and they fo- and make that like a central thing, and then after that, you know, they because all, all yeah. the other hmm. um, scenes are, are equally as great. Yeah, but there's that. Uh, you know, I'm noticing there's that one exemplary scene, such as this, and we pointed out the other ones and the other ones, but. Um, you know, the just, scene that that you stay with the rest of the week. Yeah. For, earlier, it was the pizza scene for me. Now it's going to be this one. Uh-huh. Um, and and you in both of those scenes, I watched it and went, okay, there's a bar. You've you've now raised it. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you've done that perfectly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe they do, Phil. Maybe they find that one and go, okay, this is our perfect scene. Yeah. But <laughs> they've got a lot of good scenes to choose from. Well, you know, hey, let's. It's called Harlan Rat- right. Roulette, this episode, so they have to write that scene well, good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, one would hope. Or rename the they, episode. They couldn't come up with the, uh, the episode title after they wrote no. this, right? No, it has to be before. Heavens. By no. the way, yeah. if you're ever offered to play Harlan Roulette, don't. Yeah, don't. Just don't. Just kick your habit. Yeah, over something else. <laughs> All right, but let's continue with the, uh, because Wade is uh, obviously an integral part of this uh, particular episode. Wade, we saw last season. Right. He was the guy that last treed, oh, yes, last season, uh, yeah. treed Harlan yeah. so that Dickie could... Sorry, sorry, Raylan, so that he uh, Dickie could take a couple swings at him like a right. pinata. So I just, I think, like wait, I just, high oh, hey, Raylan, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, how's it going? How you doing, Raylan? <laughs> oh, I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> that was another great tension moment where he's in the house. You know what he's doing. You know he's loading the gun. Yeah. And Harlan, Harlan. Uh, now you got me doing. Sorry. Raylan is just, you know. No, he's uh, looking for the gun. Yeah, he's looking for it. But as far as you know, right. he's in there loading it and getting ready. He's yeah. going to come out and he's going to, you know, put one in Raylan. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, scratching his nose and just like you know he's like has so much on his mind and you're like going dude dude he's got he's getting a gun he's getting a gun well they did that the whole time this whole episode they did that a couple times with Raylan where okay that was the first time when he's just like and you're going dude he's in there looking for a gun you know you need to be focused and then you you realize of course afterwards you realize that Raylan's already gone and he makes a big point of saying I'm not going I don't go into the house that's a line I don't cross and I learned this you know when I was a kid and my mom and these Mm -hmm. guys were coming to get my uncle and they had Pitch four mm-hmm. candles, whatever the hell they had, mm-hmm. and they beat me and whatever and all that kind of stuff. So, and that's a line. You know, you just, and and it, this goes back to the first season when he won't go into Ava's house when Dewey is there. Right. He, he says, I, "Yeah, I don't go. In, you don't go in." But no, no, he was already in the house, and Dewey mm-hmm. came in without right. being invited. That's, that's what it was. was. Yes. Yeah. He said, "No, no, no, you don't go into somebody's house without being invited." Send him back out. Right. And that's so. That's that's where all that comes from from when he was a kid. So that we got this, which is nice to see all that. Oh, and another thing that I read in an interview with Graham Yost was saying that that not crossing lines right. is sort of a, an overall theme for this season. Right. You know? and, and so, which I guess is why we have uh, Raylan making that line. We all got lines we got across. Mm-hmm. So that's what Raylan says later in the episode. But the point, <clears throat> excuse me, I was going to make was that uh, they did a great job with having Raylan look like he was in real jeopardy, which is there. So he, we think he's getting a gun. He's going to shoot through the screen and kill him mm-hmm. or whatever. And then he's not. Well, then the next time when he goes back there and he's looking at uh, Fogel and his assistant, he's you know he's not a, he doesn't have his gun drawn, and you know he's like, oh, there's another guy around the yeah. house, and yeah. we don't, he's going to get shot. You know? And yeah. Raylan says, you know, maybe I should pay attention to your uh, assistant there, who's going to be this he's have, around the corner. <laughs> there, does he have to step on. on every branch and twig that there is? <laughs> I, you know, Raylan is at his best in that character. But let me, at, but, oh, I'm sorry. But, but, sorry, one more point is that at the end there. When he's going in there and he's talking to uh, Wayne, Wynn Duffy and Mr. Detroit's mm-hmm. there, 
and they're just doing that whole thing about the track and the gun yes. and everything. And he, you know, he puts it over his coat. At any moment, we're going, oh, man, he's going to whip that thing, that gun out. Because Raylan doesn't know anything about that gun. But Detroit Such knows that Raylan's guy. fast yeah. and he's hard to kill. Yeah, so I think sure. Detroit's sizing him up. And, and you know, it's kind of like playing poker. And he's, he's, he was probably looking for Raylan's tell. Right. You know, and, and again, that was that was one of those moments where you're going, dude, he's got a gun. He's in the sleeve. Check the sleeve. But um, th- th- I have a note here that he that character Raylan is at his best when he's in a situation where he just doesn't care. He's yeah. just doing his job. Yeah. Like when he has to deal with Fogel. Yeah. He's walking up. Hey, guys. <laughs> oh, he's in the car. <laughs> no, he's cuffed. <laughs> You know, and then, and how bad that yeah, how bad that scene went su- down. And it's such a you know it is going back to Phil's thing about it being a cowboy thing. Well, I, you know, I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna draw before mm-hmm. you can get your gun out. <laughs> you want to draw and shoot? They do a lot of high noon sort yeah, of exactly. stuff, yes. where you know it's it's yeah. How it's good are you, stuff. son? So um, uh, so let's go back a little bit to Wade. So obviously uh, Wade, know, he's on the run. He knows that uh, uh, that they're looking for him. That's why mm-hmm. they they take off with their uh, when they're at the. Uh, Traffic jam. What do they call that? Uh, they put a roadblock. Thank a you. Roadblock. <laughs> it's typical drug. <laughs> oh, so great. They're on their road. They're on their just their way out, and they, they just crash the truck into a ditch. Into the ravine. <laughs> <laughs> it just cracks me up when they do stuff like that. And I go, yeah, because you know they're they're. If I may proffer a sick. Oh, well, no, give sorry. me the rest of it. Oh. Oh, well, do you really want you that know, one? Well, just, I don't know, Phil. I don't know, I, I don't do know until I hear him, but I only heard half of that, that was hit by accident, but here If you. I may proffer a suggestion, in bars all across this great nation of ours, Thursday night is ladies' night. <laughs> Which means, as the evening progresses, we will get better looking, courtesy of 99-cent margaritas and two-for-one jello shots. So yeah, off-subject. had nothing that, to do yeah, with Yeah, wow, anything. that really is off-subject. But thanks for, yeah. thanks for bringing that in. Um, you know, so, I the, blame you for wanting to listen to it. <laughs> okay. It's John's fault. The 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 concept or the the description that just kept coming to me over and yeah. over in this episode as we're talking about these drug addicts and yeah. and low level runners and things like that was just weasels. They're all just yeah, they weasels, they you know. Job. Dickies, yeah, just, great just weaselly guy. Yeah. And and man, uh, since you just mentioned him, he, I thought he looked great in the prison. His hair was a mess. Dickie? Just, oh, yeah. Yeah. He looks, he looks the attic part. He's got that skinny He's, frame. Yeah. And that, that sunken. And chin, white, uh, white skin. Nothing. that yeah. there's anything wrong with and really just, white, white skin. And, and just, yeah, squirrely and skeezy. Yeah. Yeah. Great casting. Of course, De- Dewey looks amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ridiculous tattoos. <laughs> Remember the puka shell thing? Whatever they no, oh, no, it was gator, gator teeth. teeth. Gator yeah, teeth. What the hell? Gator gator teeth. teeth. I'll bet you there's some misspellings on some of Dewey's. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> some of tattoos. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure. So, uh, pretty but sure. Uh, okay, I, I know we're all over the map on this. Yeah, thing, we are. But I'm still talking about the Wade thing just you know, because I thought. Yeah, go ahead. Well, so they're burying the unlucky player, JT, right. JT. and um, who's the one who lost at the yeah, Harlem Roulette, which is evidently hard to win. Yeah. Um, and Wade is going on and on and on and on. Talking, that, trying to chat with the, the number two guy. Yeah. Um, and well, number two guy is really thinking about something, and I guess yeah. that played out later at the cabin because yeah. that's who was covering Fogel, right? Right. But it seemed odd. He was thinking about something, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until he learned that you could cut a deal at the cabin. Right. So I'm kind of trying to. I'm wondering what he was thinking about. Well, I'll tell you what. Cause, well, I think he said it when he said that he Fogel killed JT just for sport. That's what he was mm-hmm. thinking about. How could mm-hmm. you? How could you kill the guy just for sport? Yeah, I thought they were going to 
play that out a little more. Yeah, I think usually was, if they give him that sort of beat, that sort mm-hmm. of you know end scene. So, but maybe it was you know him trying to figure out a way out and I think the it's opportunity just, I, at the cabin. Yeah, I think he just uh, that hit him because until then it was it was all play fun and he didn't think he was really going to get killed. It was like ah, make him sing for his right, supper. All, I right. thought he just thought it was fun until oh, this isn't fun anymore. Hmm. That's what I thought. That's what I took away from that. Hmm. Anything, Tam? No. Okay. Phil, anything? Okay. I agree with you. Okay, good. All right, moving on. Uh, let's talk about Boyd's plan. So we get to see Boyd. Now, a whole thing there, uh, obviously last week, we, you know, well, originally we thought that uh, Boyd got himself arrested. Oh, real quick, I do yeah. want to say this. Uh, I love, uh, in speaking about um, uh, the two guys, uh, F- uh, Fogel and, and his lackey, Yeah. you know, the, the fact that they shot each other. Um, yeah. I thought I thought it was great, a comedically and both uh, f- for the story because uh, uh, you it, it puts a foil in Raylan's plan because he's like, right. oh crap, yeah. Now you what know? am I gonna do? Yeah, because he, had he, a did, lead and now because he didn't get the information from Fogel before Fogel yeah, exactly. died, right? He yeah. was he saw where it was headed and he kept trying to get everyone to drop their guns. Calm he down. was looking at number two guy goes, put Calm your gun down. down, put your gun yeah. down. He wasn't he wasn't worried about his safety. Yeah, <laughs> he wanted Fogel exactly. Yeah. You know what I was hoping? No, I really thought they were going to do is that he, uh, Raylan was just going to get tired of them arguing. And he was just going to pull his gun out and take them both down with a shot to the shoulders. Yeah, so he kill them. Something in the but knee. just stop them from killing each other and shut them up. <laughs> I, th- right. I thought, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones with yeah. the whip, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and the guy, ah, if we go, poof, just right. take them out. I thought that would have been fun too. I thought too. he was going to do that with the, the number two guy. I don't, I don't know what his character is. They never gave him a name. Beckett, I okay. think. I think his name was Beckett. Beckett. Oh, did they? Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what was going to happen. So, yeah. But, um, and I mean, just to just to wrap this up, uh, yeah. you know, speak, speaking to Steve's point, you know, uh, how Raylan's best when he's kind of doesn't care. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, uh, you know, it played into his hands up until that point. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then, yeah, then exactly. just life took over and, and he had no control after that. Yeah. Point. And that, that was kind of strange. They finally left him out that, uh, you know, he wasn't in control. Because even though there are times when it looks like he's out of control, you learn later that he actually had it figured out. But those times when he's <laughs> like earlier with Wade and the gun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. this one didn't go down as he had no. hoped. No, and it, yeah, it really messed him up because, yeah, he was getting that close. But then again, it did what it was What was great with it is it made him have the conversation with Wynn, Duffy. That conversation oh, he wanted to have. Right. Exactly. So This is how great they use thing. this character. You know how bad he's going up against based on his attitude. He's just walking up, so you're going, okay, Fully and this guy's they're not they're Fully, not yeah. dangerous right but when he walks in and he's checking out Detroit yeah you see him yeah. at his best everything's pinging and he's just like looking at this guy going okay you're serious and it's just character it's just yeah the way they use Raylan as a character speaking of that last scene when he goes into the trailer whatever Win Duffy's trailer and he's you know having the conversation with Win if you notice when he's talking to Win and Win's on the ground he's got his boot on Win's neck he's looking. At Detroit, yeah, the whole absolutely, time. he is. Mm-hmm. Even though the guy's got his back turned, absolutely, he's looking, yeah, which I thought was very nice little character. Yeah, it was. Moment. Did you like how Detroit smiles when he pulls out? Oh, this is <laughs> great! Pulls out his camera phone and he gives his cheesiest. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna come back because you know he's gonna I, use oh that. Oh God, that was great. That was terrific because he doesn't know who that is. No, no, we, we, nope. I don't think we've actually been introduced to him by name yet, or at least mm-hmm. we certainly know that. You know, Raylan hasn't. Right. We know because we're in the know. That's right. Yes. But, uh, but, you know, we're trying to stay in the know and, you know, <laughs> current, not ahead. So, 
All right. Oh, we're talking about Boyd's plan. So, uh, yeah, originally Boyd, uh, we thought, got arrested just so he could kill uh, Dicky for shooting Ava. And then we find out, uh-uh, the twist is no, he's looking for Mags and money. That's right. He wants Dicky to give it to him. So we got the continuation of that because we know it's held with Limehouse. Right. Limehouse has Mags money because Mags did him a favor or did something for him. So he, uh, Limehouse owes Mags. So mm-hmm. he's handling his money. And then we get the big uh, meeting. Ava sets up the meeting between Limehouse and Boyd. On the bridge. On the bridge. bridge. And then we you know, we did a little history on that. Should we talk about that now? Apparently the hauler, that one hauler that has was protection for women that got – Oh, right. For white women who got beat up by their husbands or boyfriends or whatever. Oh, yeah? They found refuge in this uh, hauler, which is black, well, uh, occupied by African Americans. Is that what he was referencing on the Yeah, yeah that's in the was, opening scene. Oh, awesome. Yeah, he was saying things like, well, it was, you know, look a lot better than the last time I saw you. So she obviously – so there was this real place and perhaps there was one or more. I don't, we don't have an, a lot of the history on this. But, yeah, it was basically a women's shelter, women's but it shelter. was in a black in, inside a black community. Yeah. Oh wow. And, and they found refuge there because the white their white husbands or fa- fa- whatever boyfriends boyfriends whomever wouldn't, wouldn't go, go into those to go get them. They yeah. cool, calm down. So, so they, it was sort of like a double layer of, yeah, of protection they things. they had there, and so that's why Limehouse knew part of right. why Limehouse yeah, knew Ava, so why she looked Ava so much found, better. Yeah, Ava found refuge there after being beat up by her former husband. And uh, so I thought that was a nice little nod to that. Uh, mm-hmm. re- uh, that real you know, for a character place. that you talk a lot about, you never get to see the guy. Who? Oh, Bowman. Oh, yeah. Her her former husband. Yeah. yeah. He's, sorry, guy. Whoever was up for that. Yeah. So because of that connection <laughs> between Limehouse and Ava, she sets up the meet, big meet between Boyd and, and Limehouse. And this is where uh, Boyd, you know, reveals that he's trying to get Mags' money and he wants Limehouse to give it to him. And he'll give it, you know. He offers of, a pretty good deal. He yeah, says, yeah, you know, if, Dickie. if Dickie's out of the way. And I think that kind of uh, insulted Limehouse. He, he was like, no. I believe if you think back, you'll remember offering me a big opportunity. Thank you, Patton Oswalt. I, I'm guessing that's Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest? You're kidding me. No. Same thing. Like, whatever. Yeah, they're about the same size. <laughs> So, <laughs> sorry. So, uh, yeah, Limehouse doesn't have any of it, but he is interested in buying other business and buying the weed and et cetera. So we get to see that part right. of it. Which is interesting. So don't you think Devil has a good position to say, what are you upset with me? If I burned it, you wouldn't have this deal. Right. But his comeback is it because he knows about it. Anybody could have known right. about it. But, well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of with devil him. on this one. I'm kind of going, well, dude, you know, you're, you're yeah. getting a no, but deal. His, yeah, that's not, a, that's not a deal. Five grand for that when it, you, you, you put all of us in jeopardy of going to prison for – Over $1,000 yeah, was his point. Like, that is yeah. not smart business. But he gave him all the money. And more th- more so than that because I told you so. Exactly. That's yeah. why yeah. – that, that was what the hit the was about. Thing, yeah. yeah. So, because I, I told you to do it. Arlo, the reason you're not getting this is because you're old. Yeah. Yeah. So And, you know, when they get the – when the Limehouse's men gives the money for the pot, you know, uh, Boyd says, nah, you guys keep it. No, no, no. Limehouse doesn't want to be in anybody's debt, which right. tells you a lot about Limehouse. Is okay, great. He, he's not going to give up Mags' money. Right. He's not going to be in anybody's debt. He's his mm-hmm. own man. Screw the rest of you. I'm going to play things the way that's I'm right. going to play things. So I, I like And that. I'm guessing that's not how Boyd wants to play it. So... Well, Boyd's uh, no. used to be in the big fish. Yeah, but I think Boyd yeah. respects it. I mean, obviously, I, I think, think it that, does. But, think, but it's, it's it means he's not going to he's not going to be able to play ball with him. So no, so we're, we're, we're fi- headed. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, either we have to have a common enemy to go up against, and then we might be allies. But until then, we're kind of adversarial. So we'll see I liked how Boyd got the bar back. I thought that you was didn't, cool. You like that was good. I thought that was very cool. How he walked in, 
and how yeah. they just start redecorating right away. And I, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't know me. Let me explain why your day has taken this turn yeah, and everything. Exactly. And you're thinking he's under control. And then there's two guys. You haven't met my friends. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you also, there's some expos there about how uh, this bar owner took the bar yes. from Added, Johnny. I'm edit. sorry. Bar, bought the bar bought from Johnny. Bought the bar. At a bargain so, exactly. basement. And I, I thought the, the best, for me, the best line was, uh, you ever been shot? <laughs> 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 I thought that that was good. And the other thing I love the way the, way the I, way that I ain't never been shot. Exactly the way that Walton Goggins said "infirmed." <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say the, "indisposed," but that was the infirmed. word "infirmed." I thought that was good. And again, and this is this is very. But much it wasn't like, just getting the bar back. He was recruiting, right? If you know, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. There's some good guys here. We can because you know they, he had laid out the plan. Arlo was great because he said, "Look." You're doing all this stuff, but I still haven't heard the plan. What's the plan? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. until you have a plan, you know, what, what are we doing? So uh, here's where we get Boyd. This is prior to getting the bar. He lays down the plan. My father did the X, Y, and Z, but he did it wrong. He was only a middleman. We're going to do A, B, and C and take it all. And no hookers. Except for the prostitution in, no in deference to Ava. Because Ava would be offended. Right. And not just that, though. But, you know, for well, other reasons. So, but that's part but, of it. But I thought, it, you know, it was obviously, you know, the round table meeting or whatever. Yeah. So it was the family meeting. Yeah, exactly. Talking about finances. Table. Yeah. So that was nice. So you got to hear their plan. They're going to take over everything except the prostitution. Which So that's going, his game plan. That's where this season is heading, which was nice. And it was done in pretty... Uh, no bad decisions. And they want what's theirs. Right. So those are two things that uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that plays out. And then we go to the bar. So we got to see here the ex You know, Johnny, you know, poor Johnny got shot with a shotgun. I forgot who did it, but I can't remember. Ava. Oh no no, no, uh, no, the, no, the dad. Yeah, that's right. The dad shot him, man. For setting that's up, right. for setting him up to, oh, with Papa the truck. Crowder. Papa, Papa Crowder, Crowder did right? It because of the Bo, truck setup. Bo, wasn't it? Bo Crowder. Bo, Bo Crowder. That's yeah. it, Bo Crowder. So, yeah, so Johnny's it, it back. Was it was nice because I liked Johnny. I thought he was a good character. It's good to bring him back. Yeah. Well, last last I saw him was at the end of season no. one. He was on the ground with a gut shot. Right. And everyone just talked about gut shot, and I was oh, you know, too bad. Yeah. Because he's already. Yeah, but yeah. so it was. Did he pop up in season two at all? Who? Anybody remember Johnny? Johnny? I don't recall. So it was, it was no, he did. He did. He did. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. he's stuck in a bag and Rainland. I mean, sorry, uh, Boyd apologizes to him. All this other stuff. Oh, okay. And, you know. So, all right. Yeah, he was there. So, um, right. So, but again, uh, well, the the Elmer Leonard take on that thing yeah. is of course there's going to be the, the you know the backups and of course yeah, exactly. there's the backups extra backups damn these guys that, have, you have to have contingency upon contingency yes. upon contingency you filthy criminals <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Phil. Appreciate that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. Okay, but what I what I liked about this episode is you got Boyd's plan, mm-hmm. and you got to see how he starts implementing it, and then you get to hear it juxtapose that with D- Detroit's plan. Mr. Right. Detroit, he says, "Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take. The, we got this house. We're going to get rid of all the furniture, bring in the MRIs, the X-rays, all this stuff. They're going to create these mobile medical uh, vans. Yeah, mobile medical vans. RVs. Like, yeah, exactly. So they can dole out their pills to everybody, and you know, if anything gets too uh, hot." They move on, so it's going to be gonna, quick and nimble. It's and, a, well, here is what they were doing. They're going high tech against Holler. Exactly. And mm-hmm. uh, what a great setup! But right. you know, you, you look at that plan and you go, "That's a good plan." That's a good plan. That's really he's, a pretty you know, good. Plan. Selling half, selling the other half at ten times the price of Detroit. Boom! He's going to make it make clean. And that's yeah. why they call it organized. Exactly. Crime. So we got to he, we see we got to hear uh, Boyd's plan. Uh huh. 
with Detroit's plan. And so that, so obviously these two things are not going to be able to exist at the same time because no. they're both going to be taking each other's business yeah. clientele. So this is going to be interesting. How and this- it looks like we're going to get some more RVs to blow up. <laughs> okay. awesome. oh, I just, oh, no, that's in predictions. Never mind. Yeah, well, so, so I like that though. I liked how we, we, you got to see both sides, right? And you know, and then and the, 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 plan. the now what plans. we don't know is how is um, Limehouse going to right. figure that? Yeah, because obviously Limehouse has got his own plan. He doesn't just want to buy this weed mm. that's not really worth much off of. Uh, no boy, there's got to be something bigger going on. And he knows know he knows just as much as everyone else on what's going on. Mm-hmm. So you know what I also thought was great about the Limehouse thing? The last time we saw him, he was in a slaughterhouse butchering up a pig. The first time we see him, he's cooking. Yep. <laughs> he's yeah. on a barbecue. It's like a midnight barbecue <laughs> like, or something. Mm. You know, I just like that they keep that little thing going and stuff like that. You know, uh, it's nice, delicious. Yeah, <laughs> it was delicious. It's delicious. So, okay, so we've. Was there anything else? Oh, the other thing about the um, Detroit's plan. Very, you know, keenly thinking. Oh, look, let's send Fogel out to kill Raylan. Right. And you know, Duffy's saying, "Look, he's not an easy man to kill." And he goes, "Well, yeah, that's the point." So you send Fogel out to come. Mm-hmm. Well, Raylan will take because Fogel's not good enough to handle what we got coming down. We're going to need somebody better than him. So let Raylan take care of him for us. And then it goes, "Oh, good idea." And then Duffy says, "Well, what what happens if Fogel takes care of Raylan first? It's all the better for us. Yeah. So it's a win-win. Detroit, yeah, he's for thinking. Detroit. You guys got you know, nicely done. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> I know, the other thing I loved about Fogo is that when Duffy was talking about Raylan, he goes, the Marshall and everything. Oh, the hat. The hat. The hat. The, is the, the hat. hat. The hat. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Detroit has to learn the lay of the yeah. land. Not, not that he doesn't even know who Raylan is yet. It's not even really on his radar. I mean, barely. He's known as the hat, but you know, he's, he doesn't really. I bet you he knows him now. Yeah. So he was sizing him up in that me last now? scene. Exactly. But you know, Detroit was sizing Raylan up. Mm-hmm. I think that was also part of the roulette thing. It's like he, you know, he could have shot him right there. He could have shot Raylan right there. Right. It was just as Raylan was leaving, he could have easily taken him out. Yep. But, you know, it was kind of like, hmm, this might be fun. I almost got the impression that the, Mr. Dutroux was thinking, eh, he could be useful. You know? that, that's what I was thinking, useful. Hmm. I was just seeing him as, as such a careful guy mm-hmm. that he, that look told me, you're going to lose, your time mm-hmm. is coming, and it's going to be on my schedule. Yeah. But until then... How you doing? All right, we got to talk about Mr. Detroit and his house and the and how yes. it looks so nice. We're gonna get rid of all this and when Duffy needs to use the bathroom, he goes, "Oh, it's upstairs to the left." He's on the, you know, and Mr. Talking Detroit's on kid. the phone with his kid again. You know, I, you know, which is great. He's always talking to his kid. Hey, no, buddy, not doing anything. Hey, yeah, buddy, just, just, just regular stuff, boring yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. boring, boring stuff. So, Wynn's looking for the bathroom and he, he hears something down the hall and he opens up the door. <laughs> There's some guy tied up in what his boxers, just tied up on the bed. Mm-hmm. Wimp, whimpering, yeah, whimpering, Whimper, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's gagged. And so, uh, what, what is this? Detroit? No, says, no, not here. Hey, next, no, he next goes, wrong door. Next, other door, pal. Other, <laughs> <laughs> As he taps him on the shoulder, other door, pal. And then, and then he's still talking to his son. Exactly. As he's closing the door and going, walking oh my, in. Yeah, like yeah. this guy's going to meet his. So maker. now, who is that? Now, is it the owner of the house? I have no idea. You know, that, like maybe I don't think right, we see him maybe. again. Buy the house. He probably just you know. Oh, there's the owner. But I'm taking over your house here. You're going to be tied up. I might use you later, but. Might need you to sign some papers or something, but God, I don't know. I just what the there hell? were a lot of good one-liners in this. There, yeah, let's talk about the one-liners because I really enjoyed them. One of the fir- one of the first ones. I Other door, remember. buddy. 
Yeah, other door buddy. But when the, in the beginning of the episode, we see Raylan and Winona again talking about houses. They're looking to buy a house, and <laughs> Raylan's describing the bathroom, and it's got two basins and, and a commode. And then he gets a phone call. And she says, I think I just heard you say commode. I thought it was better than saying crapper. <laughs> It's some great lines. It is better than saying crap. Yeah. When, when <laughs> he's talking, right. okay. When he's talking to a highway patrol about the uh, guy getting away, JT. Yes. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Aren't you supposed to chase those guys?" Yeah. Looks down and sees his biscuit. Yeah, these these really aren't. These boots aren't for, made for running. For running. He goes, "Really?" He's like, "Ironic, ain't it?" <laughs> <laughs> they, and they bring him in so low, you know. Yeah. He's just like, "You got to just really listen." Okay, for those of you who didn't, uh, now nah, since, since it was, is it Trooper? Tom, is that his name? What's his name? Trooper Tom. Tom. It is Tom. Okay. Do you mean Tom the sharpshooter? No, the marshal. No, 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 the trooper that he's talking about. Oh, the trooper. I, I, don't, I didn't name. catch his name. Love the trooper guy. But when he's talking to him, he's got his the kids there trooper. in, in, the, in oh. they're eating KF, K, KGB. KGC or KGC. Something like that. Yeah. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah. So. <laughs> Was it bring your work day? Yeah. Mom is sick of shit day. Couldn't be KFC. That explains the breakfast. So, oh my God, the, the other uh, what, what was it? Oh yeah, Dicky with his line. You get you and Raylan, and everybody wants me, or Boyd, or whomever. Everybody wants me. You're just gonna have a hold your horses. <laughs> what the hell was that? Was that? Of course, oh, there was a. It, we don't know if it was an intentional throw, yeah. but but um, it worked. Over at Fogel's. Which when one? Fogel says, "Listen, if if I break bad, oh, you'll yeah. be the first to know." Oh, that's right. So, at the pawn shop, yeah. At the yeah, at the pawn shop. Maybe it's shop. a nod over to another uh, great show. That another we awesome show that we wouldn't follow. that be cool? Mm-hmm. Is if all these really good shows just started I, to recognize each you? other? I'm not saying like, have like you know Jesse walk on, but no, it'd be nice to just yeah nods over and t-shirt here and there. Yeah, just because you know, just, where's the harm? Yeah, it's not like you're competing against each other. No. You're not in the same the same time slot or anything like that. You sure? Why not? You know, I love those shows. And chances are, if you're digging this show, you're digging the other show. In. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think that it, whether it was intentional or not, I just think that's a cool. But we liked it. We liked it. Yeah. We oh, like when the, people the, get along. Uh, I like in the bar when uh, Boyd's taking his bar back and the bartender says, have you met my friends? And Boyd says, no, have you met mine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so now, I, since I haven't read Elmore Leonard, is this this the kind of thing that happens all the time? Yeah. That kind yeah. of dialogue and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the film Gets Shorty is probably a really good representation of, mm-hmm. of you know, that book. Right. In, in Not necessarily in, you know, page to screen, but but the feel and how the characters are and how they talk and, you know, just the whole vibe. So that is, again, if you're digging Justified, you know, take your time to read read his work because it's consistently good. Uh, There are two things that I really, uh, two other one-liners that I really wanted to point out. One was, of course, the... um, well, I think we already talked that we all got lines we got across, which mm-hmm. was speaking to what the season's supposedly going to be about, like one crossing themes, lines, yeah. one of the themes. And then the other one, of course, is the bullet. At the yeah. End, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Raylan drops the bullet on the Wind Duffy's Duffy. chest and says, the next one's coming fast. So, which is a great er, line. Faster, faster, is that what he said? Faster. Beg your pardon. Coming faster. Yeah, he's he's getting pretty um, obvious yeah. <laughs> with Wind. Yeah. That character, that actor, uh-huh. damn. Jerry when, Burns? Jerry Burns? Yeah, he's terrific. He's just having a great time oh with, this, God, with yeah. this character. Yeah. He's so polite. He's always so polite. Mm-hmm. No, 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 I'm here. And, you know, when, when I want to talk to you, you'll be the first to know. But uh, he's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, they all are, but he's really yeah. fun to watch. So, um, Not too another- much uh, Winona. Hmm. 
yeah. have a fun one-liner. It's uh, it was uh, when uh, Wait, he's talking to Wade and he goes, "Don't you want to hear the rest of the story?" Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, yeah I, I loved Wade in this. I really, yeah. I, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to bring him back because he's obviously going to be arrested in some fashion. But I, I maybe as a CI. I just love the way he talked. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, right. Oh, he, yeah, he hung up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he hung up. Yeah. That was it good. Was terrific. It was terrific. Yeah, I'd like to see him around because he's is a fun, fun oh, great. Uh, Wait, foil. you still got that phone? Yes. <laughs> Dial 911. Nah. 911. <laughs> well, I thought okay. for sure they were going to do the 911 joke. Dial yeah. 911. There ain't no 11 on this phone. All right, well, uh, what else do we have? Anything? I have two In, quick side things if you want to hear. Yeah, it. we do. All right. Well, uh, first off, everyone always talks about Cowboys. Uh, you got to be quick on the draw and things like that. Yes. If you watch Unforgiven, it's not about how quick you are. It's about the speed and the accuracy. Mm, right. That's, so, that's true. That's a quick thing. And then uh, in honor of odds and, and the whole uh, Harlan roulette and all that, yeah. did you know that uh, the, the, the chances of... <laughs> This is going to be horrible, especially oh, after after uh, send your hate mail to me. Not to <laughs> <Yeah>. send it specifically <laughs> send it to, to Phil Svitek. But to me. but uh, you know the the odds of you getting on a plane where there's a bomb are very very slim. I, don't, yes. I forget that's like one in like a, a million, if not billion. But uh, so there's why a big not difference there? That, there <laughs> a is. lot. But why not increase your odds and you know the odds of you having the bomb and someone else having the bomb on a plane <laughs> oh. are going to be even exponentially slimmer. So bring the bomb then your chances are okay. really good I don't, don't know, use the bomb i don't Spring know what, ha- what has that have anything to do increase your odds that's to, all to Phil, you were up late last night weren't you yeah. <laughs> just incre- <laughs> i'm just saying you are I, so crowbarring that into this particular episode of Genesis. i'm just trying to make our no people sense. smarter i thought it was going to be odds on how to win <laughs> russian roulette or something i think you just but. made the no flies it list that's i know i think I, you did too. i probably could yeah, yeah. yeah. i probably did TSA, so, buddy. Yeah. Well, with that lovely thought, why don't you take us to our first break? And please do. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Speaking of oh, the song, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the music in the show, mm-hmm. but we were talking, Tammy and I were talking outside the class, side class, studio. When that comes out, <laughs> the studio. You're talking, and uh, we're talking about the music and the the song that 
ended uh, the last two uh, seasons, which was... Um, no one gets out of Harlan Alive. Yeah, no, you'll, you'll you never, leave, never Harlan leave Harlan Alive. I can't remember the name of the song at the moment. Uh, it escapes me. But there's a line in it that references that the man's going to be coming from the north waving $100 bills. Mm-hmm. So that's Mr. Detroit. By the way, it's by Brad Paisley, and it's called Bloody Harlan, and that's probably a better insightful comment than the one I made earlier before a commercial. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. All right. it is. I think so, there was a line about bombs and airplanes in the song as well. So you yeah, were yeah, I'm sure totally off. Sit right in. Speaking of nothing like that, let's go to our special segment. Hey, so last week, hey. we, we learned when uh, Art was talking to uh, his pal, who uh, was also a marshal. The marshal. Mm-hmm. Was, they were talking Very about why they became marshals and what drew them to that. The the, the quote romance of the um, posi- the career choice, I guess I should say. And they were talking about uh, how they would measure up against Wyatt Earp and mm-hmm. Bat Masterson and Bass, Bass Reeves. Reeves. So we mentioned that we would do a little homework on that. So Steve, what do you got for the take reason- it away? They mentioned this guy is because he was a badass. Bass Reeves, man. He was badass born- Reeves. Is it that badass short Reeves. Bass? Yeah. Exactly. This guy was born as a slave mm-hmm. um, in uh, 1838-ish. And he worked as a slave. And then uh, George Reeves, his owner, decides, hey, we're going to go fight the Civil War. Texas, we're Confederates. Come on, dude. You're coming with me. So they go off. And, and that was relatively common at that time. That, yeah, that yeah, slaves yeah, yeah, would, yeah. would accompany their masters to war. To war, right. Um, In the doubt world that is slavery. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So during the Civil War, either there was two, you know, either George was beating him too much or he heard this thing about slaves being freed. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, he jams off to the Indian territories. So, at okay. this time, think Indian territories like Somalia. Right. There's no rules. It's only the Indians control it, but there's no federal law in there. Okay. So if you were on the run, that's where you headed. Right. So he's hanging out. At least out. he'd be a free man in that area. He, exactly. So and the Indians were like, yeah, okay, dude, whatever, you're cool. So he's hanging out in the Indian territories during this time, and um, he learns a lot of the Indian dialect. He learns all the different tribes, mm-hmm. and he becomes very proficient with firearms. Mm-hmm. Um, he's ambidextrous. Ambidextrous. So. So he he was very, very good with either hand, and he says, I ain't that good with a rifle. However, he was always barred from competitive turkey shoots. <laughs> so as far as the rifle wow. goes. Well, in his so, mind, maybe it wasn't that good, but to everybody Oh, good. damn, he was yeah. good. Yeah. So he finally says, okay, you know, um, war's over. I'm going to just start a family. I'm going to just farm. And he, he gets his wife and like 10 kids, and he's farming. But then... In uh, 1875, the Federal Western District Court at Fort Smith is appoints Isaac C. Parker as a judge. And when Parker was appointed, this was the big thing that changed um, Bass Reeves' life. Mm-hmm. He said, we're clearing out the Indian territories. We're going in and we're getting everyone that's hanging out in there because we've had enough. So I want you to bring them all back, those murder and rape as sons of bitches, dead or alive. This is what the judge... This is what the judge okay. lays down for this territory. Mm-hmm. And um, so then he assigns Marshal James F. Fagan and to say he puts Fagan in charge of it. And Fagan turns around and says, I need 200 men. Who's your best tracker? Who's, who's the best guy that knows? I go, Bass Reeves. Uh-huh. He's really good. So... They go in there and they start clearing things out, and because of his proficiency and everything, Marshall turns around and says, dude, you're a deputy now. So Bass Reeves is now the first black deputy west of the Mississippi. So he's a marshal? He's yeah. a marshal. Deputy U.S. Marshal. And um, here's, here's the crazy part about this. So here's a guy that was could gun you down with either hand, uh-huh. could take you out with a long rifle, could not read or write. 
He when he when he got his oh, yes. when he got his stack of of warrants, yeah. he would just have somebody read them to him. Wow. He would memorize them. Off he would go, and whenever he had to present one, yeah. he never got it wrong. He always presented he had it the he, yes, wow. and he always presented the right one to the um, right guy to the right guy. Um, now, so this is this is this guy. He was like six feet two. He was, was very, very polite. He, right. He was very polite. He wore a, he drove, he drove, he rode. <laughs> wow, he a, drove? He, <laughs> Could damn, he, right, he was he ahead of his time. <laughs> he rode this big stallion. He had this big hat. He was always very polished. His mm-hmm. boots were always very polished. All this silver, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all this accoutrement was always well kept. Um, but. If necessary, he would go into disguise. He would mm-hmm. get dirty, grungy. He, you know, if whatever it took to get close. Because if he knew there were a couple of bad guys mm-hmm. hanging out in the cabin, we can't go as a marshal. So what he did is he threw on a hat, put three bullet holes in it, grunged himself up, walked up with a cane, and talked to the ant. So and- he's. He's a Serpico. Yes. He's like the original Serpico in the sense that he just hung out. And then as he's talking to the aunt, she's like, oh, well, you know, my nephews, you should all throw together. You should become a gang. You should become a gang. Uh And the nephews show up and they start asking him stuff. He goes, no, man, look at the bullet holes. The Uh marshals did this to me. And so they're like, okay, yeah. And he knew enough about the trade and he knew enough about the bad guys that they're going, yeah, let's throw in with this guy. Okay. You know, that's cool. He infiltrates. They go to sleep. And like Raylan, he just waits till they are asleep, and they, he cuffs them. He just without cuffs them together without having to draw his gun. They wake up the next morning, and he's like, come on, boys, we're going. Well, hang he, on a minute. His camp was 28 miles away. He takes these guys, and they march back 28 miles. The first five miles, the ant is screaming obscenities all Swearing at him the whole way. way. <laughs> um, so you he, he, yeah, this exactly. Is Reeves, because man. this is Bass Reeves, and he uh, eventually brought in like three thousand of the oh nastiest God. guys. But the hardest one he had to do, the one that just about broke him, was when the the warrant came across and it was his son. <gasps> what he had to bring his son? He I had to go. He had to go hunt down his son because his son shot his wife. His, his son shot his, his wife. His, his son's wife. wife. Yes, his not own his mother. Wife. No, 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 not his mother. Nobody that the the warrant sat on the desk for two days. Nobody would touch it. No, wow. I was like, I'm not going to Brass Reeves. No, I'm not me. So he, he finally said, I'll do it. I'll take it. It's my responsibility. Wow. And he hunted him down. He found him. He brought him in. The guy stood up in court and was sentenced to you know federal uh, somewhere in Leavenworth prison. Um, he was able to get out eventually mm-hmm. and have like a. a fine life but bass reeves had to go get his own son on the run amazing story so after about 1907 finally the federal um the the indian territories are controlled stolen and um (laughs) the the local states are like kind of going we got this guys we don't need the federal marshals you know this Mm -hmm. is cool thanks for all your work the bad guys are gone uh so he goes you know what what else is around oklahoma police department yeah cool okay so he joins the police force at the end of his career in in oklahoma yeah around 1907 Uh um this is after basically taming the west Single-handedly, single-handedly, because seriously, when they go out with a the thing, he would he would leave with a wagon guy, him and a deputy, yeah, and that's it. Wow. So the wagon guy basically made their food and made sure that they were fed and all that crap. Right. So it was just he and the deputy, wow. and and the thing about it was is that what I've been reading is like you don't go up against him. It's like. You know, yeah, the other yeah, guys yeah, exactly. don't go up against him. So he goes to Oklahoma and becomes a So, yeah, officer. so he becomes a beat off. He just becomes a beat, beat cop. cop. 
Uh-huh. And they said for as long as he was on, there was never any crime in his his his, wow. his beat. And he just settled down. You know, his first wife died, so he remarried. He settled down. And in January 12th of 1910, he finally succumbs to what was called Bright's disease, which is basically kidney failure uh-huh. from high blood pressure wow. or, you know, you know, just retention of fluid, basically, right. you know. Think of the day, think, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. throwing back bad whiskey a lot. Yeah. So, but, you know, he would go out and he'd bring some of these guys paid like five grand, three grand. That's big money. So yeah. he was wealthy. very good at what he and did. He was yeah, wealthy, very wasn't wealthy. He? Yeah. He ended up bringing in over 300 outlaws, the worst yeah. ones. He shot um, 14. That's all. And wow. he said, I never shot a man when it was not necessary for him to do so in the discharge of my duty or to save my life. Wow. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is Bass Reeves. Well, and you thank go. you, Justified Writers, for bringing that to our attention. Nice and enough. excellent work, Steve. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you. Weeks and weeks of putting Steve. that together. Thank you. For is that so? <laughs> did you have any help with that? Steve? <laughs> I had a little bit of help. Honestly, I, what did I do? I <laughs> sent you an email. Me in the morning, it goes, Tam, help. <laughs> what did you? What was that stuff you were telling me about batteries? <laughs> Just like high school. Here's I'm doing my, my homework the day it's due. Nice, nice way to prepare. No, that thank was good. You. That You're was welcome. really good. Yeah. All right. Really well, I hope you prepared a little bit more for your predictions. Oh, damn it. Let me look at my notes. You're after Buzz TV. Well, we, we got a little hint because we got to see the, the uh, next week uh, previews. Premier, previews mm-hmm. And we got to see that, uh, I guess, Mr. Detroit is looking to devil to get some mm-hmm. work done for him. Right, so there's going to be some connection there yeah. between now, those two What we don't know is whether camps. or not uh, Boyd... Has sent devil to him, saying, "Yeah, I want or you to get he's in. stolen or him. He's sto- yeah, poached so that, him, so exactly. To speak. So that'll be interesting to see. Well, and it appears Dicky escapes from prison. Escapes. I'm sure the guard. Has yeah, well, escapes. Yeah. Yes, escapes. escapes. Yeah, escapes and finger quotes for those who are not watching. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, so with all that in mind, I'm thinking Dicky's. My prediction is Dicky's going to cut a deal with the guard to try to get Boyd out of the way. If I think he's going to try to position the 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 power of the prison system and the guards, uh-huh. I don't think it's going to work. But I think yeah. he's going to try to position himself. What, what it's way. interesting is that the, so the guard it looks like the guard helps him escape, helps Dicky escape, and then something goes awry, and and the, and the guard has a face off with Raylan. Yeah. So that means Dicky may be out there on his own. <laughs> That's the other part that I forgot. Oh, so I, I don't right. think he's cutting a deal. He's out of prison. Because <laughs> I think the guard dies. Yeah, that's my guess. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's out of prison. Enjoy so that your means, arc. So Dickie can <laughs> enjoy your arc. But, but in this series, <laughs> yeah. that was twice as long as most people it get. Was. So good for you. It was. So that was like three Dickie episodes. Will be out of prison. We'll really? get to see him play more of a role in what's going on. That'll be interesting. Cause now- I love watching him. You Jeremy do. Davies, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. I just love watching him on that. Well, I've always wa- loved, you know, everything that he's done. He's really good, but yeah. he he's so smarmy and Odd. he's just the Weird, awesome awkward. weasel yeah, and just... squirrely and all those words that you used earlier. So I'm really looking forward to seeing a little so. more of him next so. episode. So your prediction is Dickie gets on the loose. Yeah, Dickie's out. Yeah. 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 And he's free because not only is he free out of prison, but I think the guard's dead, so he's got nobody, you know. Well, you 
escape from prison him. only one guy notices? No, no, they notice. <laughs> but 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 I'm saying the guard probably had to say, look, okay, until this is done, you're in my custody. Mm-hmm. You don't get you don't get away from me because I need the money. And until I have the money, oh, I see. you're with me. But okay. if he's dead, there's nobody. Well, there's obviously the, the, the law is looking for him, but not the guy that broke him out. Right. That's what I mean. I see. Okay. So. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't really have anything else. I'm just excited for this. This is one of those Anybody shows else? that you just go, I can't predict anything because uh, it's just too good. All right. Tell them where they can see you, Tammy. Hi, I'm at Tamara Jewelry on Twitter. I'm at Steve. No, uh, you're Bottomly, not. You're at Bottomly Steve. I'm at Bottomly Steve on Twitter. Send me all of your awesome things you want me to research. And Phil, where would they find you? Don't find me. <laughs> Oh, write us questions or comments on, on Facebook. You can find Phil on the no-fly list. On the no-fly list. Yeah, just go to yeah. LAX. We're at AfterBuzz TV on Twitter. Yeah. You Drop can find us, us all kinds of places. Okay. We are not hard to find. Drop us notes. All right. Well, that's, that's right. We podcast. do appreciate those. That is, that's right. We thank yes, you very we do. much, yes, Scott. We do. Uh, and everybody else who wrote in about the uh, Carla Gugino. Gugino. Gugino, excuse me. Uh, so anyway, that was Justified. I don't know what they're doing. You Harlan boys. Roulette, Season 3, Episode 3. <laughs> On behalf of Phil's VTech, Tamara Burke, Stephen Bottomley, I'm your host, John Comerford, saying thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. See you next week. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, buzz you later! later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.